Hi, everybody. Today we talk with Dani Odowski. Hi, Dani. First of all, thank you so much for your time and motivation to have this interview with me today. It's a great pleasure. It would be great if you could tell us a little bit about yourself as a start so that everyone knows who you are. What's your connection to Mijark? Hello, Johanna. I'm really happy to be here. Um, yes, yeah, so my name is Dani. I'm 28. Um, at the moment, I work in the national board of KLJB, so the rural youth organization in Germany. Um, and before I started in the national board of KLJB, I was in the Mijak Europe board for three years. So I have a really strong connection to Mijak Europe and um, I'm still part of the Mijak World Coordination. I started there five years ago. Um, yeah, so I still have a mandate in Mijak. And in general, I think I started in Mijak Europe in 2013. So uh, it's a long history uh, with Mijak Europe and me. Thank you so much, Dani. We're so happy to have you here today with us. Um, today, our topic is consumer responsibility. So we would like to talk with you about that. What do you understand under consumer responsibility and why is it important to talk about it? Um, yeah, for me personally, consumer responsibility is about um, taking responsibility. So in general, I think uh, this is really important to take responsibility um, for the consequences, the, the way I consume has on the environment. So um, to really be conscious about yeah, the lifestyle I have. Uh, so all the things I use, I buy, everything I do and consume uh, has environmental costs. And I have to take responsibility about all those costs, uh, meaning that um, yeah, I try to minimize those costs whenever it's possible. Um, I think here it's really important to say that I'm not perfect and I think nobody's perfect. So um, this shouldn't be about like punishing yourself and feeling like this is something like really heavy on your shoulders and you like have to like if you live this like conscious consumerism kind of that you have to be like very perfect in every kind of decision you take as a consumer but to do your best and I think it's really important in general also to to talk about this topic so to really do some kind of educational progress in this as well so to teach people and to talk about this uh, with people like in your surrounding um, or even in general in like when you're active in a youth movement um, like we are um, I think this is also a really important step um, to make people aware that what they buy and how they consume has an impact on the people who are the ones producing the food or the cloth and also that this has consequences for our environment. And I think it's also really important that the responsibility doesn't only um, uh, is on us, but that it's also about the, the political system that we have to change so that we also have an impact on, um, yeah, on, on politics, that we try as civil society to change something. But I think as long as um, this is the reality, so the way our, our system works, I think it's our part to make conscious decisions um, because every purchase we do is like casting a vote. So it's really important to show what we vote for with every, like every time we go to a supermarket uh, to think about what we buy. Uh, and I think it's, 
it can be fun. Like if you think about this in a positive way um, and to think about how many people actually are thinking about how they, how they buy things and what they buy. Uh, I think there are a lot of cool people who try to change something. Uh, I think Mijog is a really good example of bringing people together, um, talking about those issues um, and think about how we can like change something. And on one hand in our daily life, but on the other hand also uh, yeah, changing the way um, politics work. So you already kind of touched upon that topic, but some of the bad working conditions, climate and animal welfare conditions that are made by politicians, uh, sometimes even in other countries, not in our own country. So what do we have to do with all this and how can we take influence even if we don't have a vote, for example, in a different country? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, as I mentioned before, I think that just by consuming consciously and supporting regional farmers and companies, we already do something. Um, but I think overall, of course, it's all about changing the system as a whole. And I think first and foremost, this works by using your right to vote, like in your country to really, um, like when there are elections, to go there, to support um, parties who like democratic parties who want to make a change and who um, yeah, fulfill or correspondent to your values and your requirements. I think that's really important. And this is also important on European level. Like we are also the ones who can vote um, who we want to have in the parliament. So it's us who has to like go and give our votes. Um, but I think that this goes much beyond the right to vote. I think that in between elections, it's also our job as civil society to make our voices heard. So to go on the streets if we are against something and um, to, to really try to influence. And I think that when it comes to topics like supply chains or in general about the market, I think it doesn't make sense to only look at it from a national perspective, but to look at it on a European level and even even bigger to look on it on a world scale because we live in a globalized world. So it doesn't make so much sense only to look on, I mean, it's always a first step to think about how can we as Germany, for example, act on different things. But if we have rules and then we don't like follow them when we have a company in another European country, for example, this doesn't make sense. So I think that we always have to like look beyond our borders and this, in general, I think is also something we as young people and with organizations should do to really get together, be a strong voice um, all together. I think that's really important. Um, and here also Mijak is a platform where this is possible, where people come together and where you can also see that it's, you know, it's not only me, it's not only my country, but it's a lot of people in Europe who, who want to make a change and who want to do something to save the environment, for example. Yeah, absolutely. And that we are very interconnected, actually, uh, yeah. with each other. What I understand from what you said is that we don't only have to vote in terms of an election in our country. Of course, we can vote in our national country and then maybe on a European level as well. 
but also what we buy and how we behave and consume is kind of a vote how we influence cross-border um, activity. Yeah, exactly. And now, can you give us an example how you personally pay attention to consumer responsibility? Is there like any concrete examples what you pay attention for? Uh, yeah, for me, uh, currently it means that, so in my everyday life, um, that I buy regional as much as possible. I mean, of course, sometimes you have this like one favorite thing that you want to eat one day and it is not a regional product, then I think you shouldn't punish yourself and be like, I can never buy this again. Uh, but I think in general, it's about uh, a shift of, of your mindset, you know, to be like, okay, it, maybe it's not the easiest way in the beginning, but to really think about, okay, where can I buy my food? Uh, for me, it's really easy because I have a, a local market really close to my house. So I can go there and it's like a win-win situation. Uh, I have good and healthy food and I also support um, like local farmers, which I think is really important. And then what I also do is uh, I only buy seasonal or as much as possible. So I don't buy um, yeah, fruit or food in general, uh, which is not growing at the moment so that it doesn't have to be kind of shipped to my country from somewhere in this world because this is also really difficult or yeah dangerous for the environment um, and I try to buy a lot of um, used things so when it comes to clothes then secondhand or not to buy so many uh, clothes in general and especially with with technical stuff uh, it's really easy to buy um, to buy them used so to buy refurbished computers for example Uh, and there's also win-win because they're also cheaper and it's always the best to buy things which are already in the cycle so where the resources are already taken and made into a computer so it's always best to um, yeah to use something um, which is already used um, and there are a lot of good initiatives like food sharing for example this is something I do with some friends together that um, Like you can save food, um, also very good because you don't have to pay for the food then. And you, um, yeah, you save the food from um, being thrown away. There are actually so many things one can do, like um, so many good ideas. The other people will check that out maybe as well. I also love secondhand clothes. I think it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, then coming to the EU. In the EU, we have four freedoms. One of them is the freedom of labor. And you already touched upon the topic of working conditions. Would you say that the freedom of labor is kind of in conflict to equal working conditions between the member states? I believe that being able to work in different countries is a really great achievement of the European Union. Um, but I think it's really important that the working conditions have to be good and it has to be appreciation uh, for the work that is done. Um, you could see that really much in, in Germany and the beginning of the corona pandemic. Um, so when the borders were closed and people couldn't come to Germany to work on the fields, because we have a lot of like people from foreign countries who support us there. Uh, and you could see that in Germany, we couldn't handle the situation because we didn't have enough people who could like go on the fields and like help the farmers to, to get the food out of the ground. And it was like so terrible that at some point they were like, yeah, it's, 
it's cheaper to leave the food in the ground than to uh, get some like German workers to get the food out, which is crazy. You know, what does that mean? Like, how does our system work? But I think it also means that it's, you know, not only us offering jobs to people, but it also means that we have people who support us in, in producing food. And I think this is a way on how to look at this so that it's like, it's a, it's a great achievement of the European Union that we can work in other countries um, and we can support each other with this, like in a country where people are needed on like in different jobs, we can have like this exchange, which is great. But I think that the working conditions have to be good. And if somebody from another country comes to my country to work, they need full rights. Like it, like how is it possible that sometimes like people are really exploited by the way the system works? And I think this really has to change, like into a positive way of exchange between the countries. So what I understand from this is that even if I think I buy local or regional, that even that could not be super responsible because it's produced or yeah maybe yeah gotten from people who live under very bad working conditions coming from a different country and are being exploited by our um, enterprises right yeah yeah i think you always have to be like very conscious about um even if you buy locally um yeah I think it's it's not that easy to say like this is always good and this is always bad. So in in order to be a responsible consumer, I should do a lot of research. Is that what you're suggesting? No? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I can I can promise you it's I think it's just difficult in the beginning. So because I mean normally you you don't change your your living place all the time. So at some point you know in which supermarket you can go, which kind of products you get in which kind of uh, place. So I think it's something that uh, acquires a bit of energy in the beginning to change the way you, you look at the things you buy. But I think at some point it gets really easy. Yeah. So to sum up, what would you say is the most important aspect of consumer responsibility? Um, I think for me in general, it is about a shift of mindset so to to really at some point get to a place that uh, we look at our consumer behavior in a different way so that we are a little bit more critical about do i really need this like where do i buy this and that we we stop having this distance between us as a consumer and where the things come from so sometimes i think you know we drink the coffee but we don't think about that there are probably slaves who did the coffee for us because we want to have it as cheap as possible you know and I think that we tend a bit to this um yeah to to feel a bit helpless and to be like yeah I cannot do anything about it and this kind of pushes the responsibility away from myself you know you're like okay I don't know how this coffee is produced so I don't care but there are a lot of information about things so you can know about it and I think we, we really have to stop pushing this away. But it also, from, from my opinion, it also means that it's not only our responsibility. I think that we really have to change the system, how our supply chains work, that we 
have really inhuman conditions in different, um, in a lot of different um, parts of our supply chains, and um, that we have really have to change this to be active as civil society, to change how our political system is working, and that we really go into a, into a system where human rights are the real basis of everything and that we are not always just speaking about human rights, but that we really put them into practice. I think that's really important for me. And that I don't have to decide myself in a supermarket if I want to have a product made by child labor or by slaves. I mean, how is this possible that I have to decide this? I mean, this puts a lot of pressure on our shoulders. And I think for I think it's also important to do educational work because you first have to know that behind this product, there are really inhuman conditions. You know, not, not a lot of people really know this. And I think so you have to do educational work. That's really important. And then I think it's also important to not give us this choice but to like from the political side, be really clear on, we cannot have products which are made under inhuman conditions. Okay, so like a bunch of a lot of different things like voting on elections and buying behavior, but also think about it twice if I really need a product or something like this. So um, yeah, thanks for all that information, Dani. That was already a lot. Now, if our audience is interested in to know even more about the topic, do you have any recommendations on where they could find some more information? Um, yeah, so I listened to two really interesting books recently. Uh, I really like audiobooks because you can clean your room while you listen to some really interesting stuff. So a recommendation on this in general. Um, one of the books is called um, Empire of Things uh, from Frank Trentman. Um, and I think there it's really interesting because it gives you an overview of how we became a world where consuming is so important. And this helped me a lot in understanding where we are by like knowing why we, we came here. Uh, for me, that's always really interesting. And then another book, um, uh, which is called We Are the Weather, uh, Saving the Planet Begins at Breakfast, um, which I found really interesting because it gives you a lot of very small things you can do to make a change. So I think these were two really good books um, that complemented each other very well. And I have to say that I get a lot of inspiration uh, inspiration from social media because I think there are a lot of inspiring people um, who put like their how they uh, started zero waste projects or like how they changed their lifestyle. And I think it always feels very close if you can follow them and see how they make a change. Um, so I think there's a lot of inspiration uh, also by like normal people on social media. So I think it's worth looking there as well. Cool. Thank you so much, Dani. Definitely check it out. I hope our audience will as well. Now we're already at the end of our interview. Thank you so much for your time um, to speak with me today and with our Mija community. And I found it super inspiring. I learned a lot and I hope the others will do as well. Yeah, thanks for having participated in this interview series. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for the invitation. It was really great to speak with you. Uh, greetings to everybody in Europe and hope to see you somewhere in Europe soon. Yeah, I hope so too. Bye. Bye.